will grant repentance. Good. Leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Timothy 2.24 Do what is good. Set an example for them in everything. When you teach, be honest and serious. Titus 2.7 Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Proverbs 11.14 Dear Jesus, you are my leader and I learn from you it is good to have leaders in my life so I can learn to be a leader to help me to set a good example for others by showing them honestly, honesty and love. In what ways are you good leader? Hmm. I can. In what way? In what way can I be a good leader? In what ways are you a good leader? In what ways are in what ways are in that? can help Cripper with his math. This is true. I this is hard. <laughs> well, just think about this. You don't have to uh, it could be right to you. Like whatever you say or you think of, it just has to be honest and true to you. Don't really worry about what other people think about what you consider yourself to be a leader. And if it's something we need to develop or correct, then that's what we'll do. So for me, ways that I feel like I'm a good leader is I get up every day early and I get the day going and get the moving and my family wakes up and then they start moving because my, daddy's being a good leader. Mine's is leading the kids workout. That's true. You do lead the kids workout. That's true. That's being a leader. We also, I, I'm a good leader by reading the word and praying and meditating and also doing that with you so that I can show you and teach you how to do it yourself. So that's being a good leader. Mm. What else? What other ways are you a good leader? Um. <laughs> Take your time. person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
a head, a principal, a boss, a commander, a captain, a figurehead, a chief, a teacher. Yes, a teacher is a leader. So now that we understand the definition of a leader, a person who leads or commands a group or organization or country, what are some of the attributes that you have that you use every day that you fit some of those categories? Like things that are, you have, like traits, like things that you do. Oh, like, I run around the house and I give everybody love. That is true. Mm-hmm. You're leading with love. I. Oh. I always come downstairs with you. This is true. This is true. You're leading by doing. Right? Those are forms of leadership. You lead by showing love, and then you lead by doing an activity, an action. Oh, you didn't give us a paycheck for January. Speaking of working out. <laughs> okay, son. We gotta. We're doing spiritual work, so we'll do, we'll do all of the payroll stuff later on. But right now, we're in Bible study, so let's focus on the spirit right now. Okay. What else? Well, what was the focus of what you just read? The focus I just read was leadership. What was the focus of what he just read? Leadership. What was one of the scriptures that he read? Something. Mm. Oh, something. You wait, talk. You worried wait. about money, and we we not even talking about wait, the scripture he just read. Wait, wait, wait. All right, go ahead back to CJ. You pick a chapter now. <laughs> it's okay. I just want to make sure you are retaining what you're reading. Uh, it's yeah. One of his things is Titus two seven. Another one is Proverbs eleven fourteen. So instead of focusing on other things, let's focus on what's right now, right? Mm-hmm. Spiritual development and retain information of what you hear. All right. Be able to process it. Be able to apply it. Let's go. When I received your words, I ate them. They filled me with joy. My heart took delight in them. Lord God, who rules over all, I belong to you. My God, I want to do what you want. Your teachings are in my heart. Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah. Uh, dear Jesus, I am happy you are in my life. The hope of the joy you give me is visible to my friends and family so they can know you too. Thank you for everything you blessed me with. Amen. How can you share... What were you going to say? There you go. How can you share God's delight with others? Mm. I can share... God's delight with others by helping. Helping? I I can share God's delight by helping homeless people. What does delight mean? Like being kind, kind of? Kind of, in a a sense. 
and a delight as a verb will be like please like to please god like or great to please greatly as a noun it would be like great pleasure or to tell people about yeah that's his delight tell people about his delight this is true so like for example the little girls uh squealed with delight Right, or the boy celebrated a touchdown with delight. Um, an experience uh, guaranteed to delight both you and old, young and old. So that would be like more like a verb. An experience to delight, like the action of something being like delight. But then you also could use it as a noun, like a person, place, or thing, where you would say the boy scored a touchdown with delight. Right? So it's just like pleasure, like God's pleasure, which is like the ultimate pleasure. Like when, when it's the God's delight, that means basically God smiles. He's like proud of you. You shouldn't do that. Sorry. It's a bad thing. You didn't feel yourself doing that? Yep, just moisturize, but don't pick on it because it, all you're going to do is cause it to bleed. What was I about to say after? See. I forgot I was going to say. You're going to say your song. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Remember that song that we did? We like, glorify him, glorify him, father in heaven. Okay, hear you. Right say it again. Say, glorify him, glorify him, father in heaven. Glorify your father in heaven. That's right. So what do you think that they got that song from? Mm, that. What's that scripture? Scripture is Matthew. Matthew 516. So that means most of the time when you hear a gospel song, the song is coming from inspiration of scripture. They're just putting it in a melodic form and like rhythm. But it comes from scripture. So it's just saying like greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And then I can make that a song. Greater is he that is in me in the world. Greater. See? Like, that's really a scripture, but it's me putting rhythm to it in a melodic form and then making it be something that's catchy. And then you feel like, woo! And then you want to sing it, right? Yeah! Yeah, most gospel songs are scripture. They're just put in a melodic form. So now you understand when you hear a gospel song, you actually probably are hearing a lot of scripture just used in a melody which is a good thing that's why it's cool to listen to gospel because it's teaching you the bible without you even actually reading it and it's easy to learn things when you learn it in rhythm think about it like how you remember stuff when it's in a rhythm form right if i say a b c d e f g h i j k you're more likely to remember your alphabet isn't that how your teacher taught it to you right okay she teaches you your abcs in rhythm and you remember it, yeah. right? Because we learn better in rhythm. What's after, after X? I'm kidding. Yeah. So all you got to do is go in rhythm. And then you get it on a certain rhythm. Like if you learn math that way. And you break down the steps of math. You can learn math really easy if you learn it in rhythm. And that, but the thing is, the weird thing is. the thing, We were taught how to sing the song so much. The only thing I know how to do is sing the song if I want to get the alphabet right. I don't know. <laughs> like, what, what's after Q? Yes. Oh, there you go. But that was quick. It's so hard. That's called a system. That made you have a system. 
You have a system to get the correct answer. That's what life is. Life is a system to get to the correct well, answer. Daddy, well, K-5, like on the like 200th day of school, we were still learning our ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's say, oh, Christopher, you have one more to read. It's your turn, your second one. Hebrews? to be punished? No, I mean like the punishments that you get. Oh, okay. (laughs) Stay in the corner like these devil babies. (laughs) I love our family too. I love this family because we love God. Which means that we love each other. Because if you can't, you can't love God and not love each other. What does brother mean when you call someone Brother in the family. Like your brother means someone is close, like your close, close, close friend. Yeah, just someone you preach, brother. That's right. That means like someone who you agree with in the spirit. Sometimes, like most people in church will say that that means that you agree with the person in the spirit. So we could be brothers, not by your title, not by something you know. You don't have to be blood. Yeah, but we agree by the way you live. So there are some men who have children 
who like myself and, and are good fathers and good husbands and, and good examples of men of Christ, I call them my brother because I agree with the way they live, not by what they say. I see what they do every day. So I say, you're my brother because you, you live with an honor that I choose to live with myself. So I agree with the way you live, brother. If I hear a good word, I might say preach brother or preach sister, right? That's just me agreeing with someone in the spirit. So you could say, you know, he's like my brother because you agree with the way he lives. He might be very kind. She might be very kind and they might be a very loving spirit just like you. And you go, she's like my sister or he's like my brother. You agree with the way he lives his life. And it's very much like you live yours. So you can be a spiritual brother. Yeah. All right? I like the color underneath this. What is that color? Um, orange, purple, and blue. Oh. It's kind of like a little of me, a little picture thing. Oh. It doesn't want to die. All right, let's see. Be honest with yourself. Develop your imagination. Okay, what's your imagination? Something that... Um, pop up in your brain. That's not real. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> something, something that pops up in your brain that's like, nah, your imagination is not real. Hmm. I don't like to associate imagination with not real. I like to associate well, imagination with what's real, but yet has not shown itself. So it's your creativity. There you go. It's your creativity. All right, so if I associate imagination with not real, then that means everything I see can't happen. So anything I imagine, I can't bring into fruition. Right? That means that I automatically nullify the word of God. The word of God says what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of the things. Evidence of things not, not seen. seen. That is called imagination. Faith is connected. Right? You can't see it, but you believe. You believe in what is being imagined in your mind. To bring forth into physical life. But if I associate what I can think of with not real, then it can't come to pass. How? Because as soon as I vision it, I say it's not real. Well, then you said it's not real. So why would it become real? To never associate your imagination with something that's not real. This is why we have to have control over what we're saying and what we're doing. That's why when you have bad dreams, you rebuke it and you put it beneath your feet and you tell it to go back where it belongs. Why? Because your imagination is powerful. Yeah. Right? There's power of life and death in the tongue. So you imagine and you speak. Like when you say, I imagine and oh, it's not real. It's just something that's, well, you spoke. So what you say from your imagination is like a, a process of bringing something into life. I see, I speak, I believe, and it comes into fruition. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means it, it only can go as far as my mind. The Bible also says that it's with the mind that we serve the Lord. So what does that mean also? Where's your imagination come from? I'm the Lord. Yeah, but what did you just say? You said imagination is something that comes from where? Your brain. Okay. So the Bible says that it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. That's imagination. So if you say, exactly, that's your imagination. 
So if you say my imagination not real, and the Bible says that it's with the mind that we serve the Lord, what are you saying? You're saying God's not real. Yeah. Because that which connects you with God, you just said it's not real. <laughs> so our mind is is precious. It's important. That is why me and mommy are conscious of what we allow you to watch. We try to filter. It's impossible to stop you from seeing any and everything bad. But we try to filter and we also try to give a standard of what you should watch consistently and do. Because it creates what your mind does. And your mind creates your reality. And your mind strengthens your relationship with God. And it allows your faith muscles to get bigger. Just like when you work out and pump weights and your muscles get big. But when you work on belief and imagination and meditation and pray, guess what gets big? Your faith gets big. Your imagination muscle gets big. Right? So... Develop your imagination. Your imagination is the blueprint for your future reality. It is the first step in creative process. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But they that keepeth the law, happy are they. Where there is no vision, the people perish. What did we just talk about? Where does vision come from? Imagination. Mm. So where there is no vision, people perish. I mean, if I'm leading and I don't have a vision for where the group should go, everyone perishes. Because people are following a, a leader that doesn't have a vision. So that leader is not connected with God. He doesn't have his mind with God. So he has no vision. So it's the blind leading the blind. A leader is important. The leader is connected with the mission that all those who are following behind him are connected to. So it's important that you develop your imagination, right? Just as if you would develop your muscles or you work out and develop your body. You do the same thing with your mind. Right? Proverbs 29, 18. What did they say? Where there is no vision, the people perish, but they lack, but they that keepeth the law, happy are they. Because the law is what? Your vision. Yeah, your imagination. Your mind, your connection with God. They that keep the connection with God. <laughs> Ooh, that's powerful, right? Happy are they because they're connected with God. They're fulfilled daily. They've been full. And the Bible also references that. My cup runneth over, right? He fills you up and your cup runs over. Why would he fill up the leader and allow his cup to run over? Because there are people following who are going to fill their cup. But when a leader's greedy and the leader says, no, no, nobody can have none of this water. Well, then God going to stop pouring because you're not sharing. Right. Daddy has a, a saying that I like to say on my answer machine sometimes, but I change it is a blessing is not yours to keep, but it's to pass on and be a blessing to someone else. Anything that you have that God gave you that you're not passing on for somebody else, it already becomes a bad thing because now you stop the flow of God. You stop the blessings of God. God gave you something to give to the world because you're just a vessel. We're vessels and our time here is temporary. And that says vessel sick. Yeah. 
But our time here is temporary. So that means while you're here, allow God to come through you, to use you, and allow your cup to run over. And allow anyone near you to fill their cup. And as long as you keep doing that, God will keep filling you back up. You'll never be empty because you're pouring of yourself daily. So which means you're going to need God to keep filling you up. So fill me up, Lord. Let me stretch my imagination. Connect my mind with you so that which I vision and imagine comes from the kingdom. Yeah? What was the scripture we just read? You shouldn't use this one because he's using it. You should use mine. Okay? Because there's something going on. Um, what was the scripture we just, just read? read? If you have no vision, don't, people don't, will perish. There you go. If you have no vision, what? If you, you have no perish. vision, then everyone that's following you will perish. That's a fact. <clears throat> if you can think it, you can do it. If you can visualize it, you can become it. Say it with me. If you can, if think, you can think it, you can do it. If you can visualize it, you can become it. Mm, one more time. If you can think it, if you can think it, you can do it. If you can visualize it, you can become it. One more time. If you can think it, you can do it. If you can visualize it, it's hard to say that word. Visualize. Vision, visual, lies. Visual, lies. You can visualize it, you can become become Good. Through your imagination, nothing is impossible. Develop your imagination by reading stimulating material. Right? Like you're reading now. Get involved with exciting, successful people who can expand your realm of experience. Meditate daily. Right? When we talk about meditation, meditate daily. And engage in, our, in artistic endeavors. Artistic. Right? I mean like things that are creative. Things that stimulate your, your creative self. Right? Like acting, singing, dancing, exercise. These are artistic endeavors. Right? Like doing math, coding, writing up, writing poetry, drawing, right? Building blocks, playing Monopoly. That's creative endeavors. That's stretching your mind and your imagination, right? See more possibilities in every experience and every relationship. Once your vision, your thoughts about yourself and the world is firmly grounded in your imagination, it cannot fail to be realized. Let me read that again. Once your vision, your thoughts about yourself and the world is firmly grounded in your imagination, it cannot fail to be realized. It cannot. It has to be realized because it's grounded. You can see it. Right? You believe it. So it has to come to pass. That's that thing that's within you that is like God. That's why God said you're made in my likeness and my image. That means you have something in you, the spirit that is of God. And that which is connected to the spirit that you call forth has to come. Right? So it's important that you stay focused. That's why daddy, what, what do I always keep saying? Focus. Why do I keep saying it? Why do you think I'm saying it? You're reading right now. If you don't have focus, the people perish. And most of the times, you put up like stay focused on that board. Every day, I post stay focused too with, with everybody in the gym. Yeah. 
online of everybody working with me in the morning, I say stay focused. Why? Because things happen in life to distract you. And that's an adult version of telling the devil to go where he belongs. Because distractions come when you're unfocused. So then, what do you need to do? Get focused. Like if you're watching TV doing the workout, you can like slow down. Yeah. Or, let's say you're just tired today. And you just don't feel like eating healthy and working out. So you're losing focus. Right? You're forgetting to focus. Because we're saying the importance of focus right now. We're saying once your vision and your thoughts about yourself in the world is firmly grounded in your imagination, it cannot, it cannot fail to be realized. That means it has to happen. So that means if I have a goal and then I start to lose focus on that goal, it now cannot come into fruition. It's something that I can't see because I lost focus. Because I lost the connection with what? Your vision. Vision. My mind. My imagination. So as a kid, you guys are very imaginative. Like you imagine things. Kids are so creative. And what are adults born? Adults are not creative. Adults, most of the time, they want to do things. And it's like, oh, this is boring. But the adults that are great at something, they're very creative. And that's why kids like to work with those adults. Because those adults are tapping into the kid in themselves and making something creative and imaginative and children are drawn to it. Why do you think we sign in online to work on other kids signing too? Mm-hmm. They're not here. They're in another state. Wait, what? they are? They're not here. They don't live here. They no, they live in another state. They don't even live in this time zone. It's a different time where they live at. You didn't even know that, did you? Why are they doing that? Because it's a creative thing happening. It's fun. Right? It's imaginative. It's tapping into something that kids are drawn to and going, ooh, I want to do that. That's fun. Kids are working out online and jumping around, and I want to do that too. That's the spirit. And, like, that's why, like, Owen and Liam like working with me. This is exactly why Owen and Liam like working with me. This is why all your friends like working with me. Because daddy or mommy are tapping into their creativity, which is the kid in them. And as you get older, a lot of times life strips you of your creativity. It strips you of like your imagination and it makes it more like bland and not fun and not innovative and not like something that the world has never seen. Like you start to do things very mundane, very like black and white and it gets boring and then it becomes something that kids don't want to be a part of. Which is why sometimes you have some classes where you'll be like, oh, this is so boring. But if I made that class creative, no matter how hard it is, and made it fun, you would enjoy it. Right? No matter what. No matter how hard it is. Me and Layla were working on algebra the other day. And we made it fun. For two hours. And after she finished, she knew what to do. The only problem was she wasn't having fun when she learned it. After two hours, we made it fun. And she mastered it and got 100 on her tests. That's with anything in life. You got to find how to make it fun. Exercise, you got to make it fun. Anything that's not fun, you're not going to enjoy doing it. You're not going to keep doing it because it's not creative and it's not stretching your imagination. It has to be fun. You turn on music. You have fun. You, you, you bring out that creative thing inside of you. It's not always going to be fun, right? Not always. 
But your goal is to try to make it fun. It's, it's to try to find the fun in something because it's hidden. It's hidden. And sometimes you can't understand it, which is why you need someone who does understand it to help you have the right vision or perspective toward it. Or you might need to just spend some time meditating to figure it out with God. Maybe God will talk to you. Maybe God will send you a person and they'll help you understand it. Right? So what did we say about imagination? Imagination is your uh, your imagination is the blueprint for your future reality. It is the first step in the creative process. Through your imagination, nothing is impossible. What did I say? Let's say it again. Through your imagination, nothing is impossible. Through your imagination, nothing is impossible. Good. Develop your imagination by reading stimulating material. Develop your imagination by reading stimulating material. Get involved with exciting, successful people who can expand your realm of experience. Get involved with exciting, successful people who can expand your realm of experience. Meditate daily. And engage in artistic endeavors. And engage in artistic endeavors. Which are artistic activities. See more possibilities in every experience. See more possibilities in every experience. In every relationship. In every relationship. Once your vision. Once your vision. Your thoughts about yourself and the world. Your thoughts about yourself in the world is firmly grounded in your imagination. It's firmly grounded in your imagination. It cannot fail to be realized. It cannot fail to be realized. And we know that because it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. Here. Right? You can do a whole lot of things, but the first thing is this has to be connected with God. Or what you're doing physically is a manifestation of you, not from your imagination, which is what connects you to God. You want what you do to be creative and be fruitful and to be loving. That means you have to tap into a deeper side of yourself, not just the physical you. Right? Which is a system, which we talked about. Life is about systems to get to the answer. The system to get to the answer is what? Your mind first. If this is not right with God, afterward, everything else is off. And it happens in life because you get distracted. But sometimes you got to take the time to get back focused. Get your mind right with God so that everything you do afterward follows. Right? Your physical actions stem from your thoughts. And I do bad things physically. It started here. How do people rub their brains? This is a pressure point. This is your temple. It's where blood pushes through your whole brain and all of your vessels. So when you do this, it's easing the pressure. It's making your brain be stimulated. Clockwise, counterclockwise, right? So let's try to work on this week 
our imagination. Let's work on doing things from our spirit, which is that which is in us that is like God. But what connects us to that is our mind. So it's spirit. Your mind connects to the spirit, which is that God that is in you. And then your flesh follows actions that come from your mind. If your mind ain't right, your actions will not be right. If your mind is right, no matter what you do, it, 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 here's my guarantee. I will guarantee this, and I know this before myself. When your mind is right, even when you fail, you will win. Because what you did was from God, and God can do anything but fail. So it may appear as failure at first to the flesh, but there's a process that's happening in the spirit. So you may do something from the mind, from your spirit, from God, and in the flesh, you may lose a game, right? And you was trying to win that game, and you lost. And it hurts at first. But the beauty that comes from what you learn is called the process. The process of learning how to fall flat on your face, get back up and keep believing. And then what happens is just like this gets big, your spirit muscles get big. Daddy, it's like your muscles have muscles. Yeah. And guess what? Your mind does that. Your mind is a muscle. And the more you use it, the bigger it can get, the stronger it can get. Right? The more available you are. In times in Shaw, the rock was like, this is my biggest muscle. Facts. That's the truth. Funny, but true. This is your biggest muscle. No matter how many weights you lift or how much you run. If this is not sharp, is really, are you really strong? Or are you just perceived to be strong to the eye? perspective. That's a whole another Bible study we'll go over. Your vision, it comes from perspective, which is why your vision has to be aligned correctly. So, that's good. I think that's good. You guys got a lot from that? Yeah? We got a lot from imagination? When your imagination leads, your reality will follow. When your imagination leads, your reality will follow. When your imagination leads, your reality will follow. Oh, when your imagination leads you, when your imagination leads, your reality will follow. Your reality will follow. Yeah. So what is important every day? To imagine. imagine. That's facts. Imagine. Use your mind. Be creative. Build things. Draw things. Create things. All right. All right, we're going to go in a circle. And we're going to say whatever positive word that comes to you. And I'll start it off and I'll say agape. Peace. Love. Sharing. Wealth. Generational wealth. Mental health. God. Spiritual wealth. Physical health. Imagination. Physical wealth. Family. Imagination. 
vision. Prosperity. Loving. Creativity. Imagination. Peace. Fulfillment. Growth. Um, Teamwork. Teamwork. Respect. Respect. Honor. Honor. Meditation. Perspective, understanding, patience, love, union, family, caring, caring, growth, focus. True vision. 
positivity, true vision. And if all is said, I shake. I shake. Now I'm positive vibrations and energy in Jesus name Thank you.